Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Coco Express, part of the Blog Talk Radio Network. Your host on the Coco Express is Aurelia Lyles. She's all about keeping it real. Great guests, interesting topics. So get on board. Listen, learn, live. Welcome to the Cocoa Express Show Network. Um, it's really, I couldn't join you yesterday because I was under the weather. Still not there. However, it's not my time. It is time for Relationship Remedies with Dr. Linda and Hank. So please, let's move on over to them and get the party started. It's about me. It's about you. It's about us. It's about relationship remedies with Dr. Linda Owens Wiley and Hank's Join Us. Peace and blessings. I'm Dr. Linda Wiley. Welcome to Relationship Remedies for Us, the place to discuss hot topics related to the health of your relationships. So bring us your questions, concerns, your comments. Most of all, bring an open mind. As always, I'm joined by a man who is an author, a poet, my friend, and my co-host. A man who brings mm, a little extra flavor to the conversation. He's a man who What do you mean? What do you mean a little? What do you mean a little? Look, I'm being generous by saying you bring a little flavor to the conversation. (laughs) What do you mean a little? You know, you bring, okay, okay, you bring chocolate. I'll give you that. Okay. You bring lots of chocolate. And for anybody who's ever seen you and experienced some of the sensuality in your poetry, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Look here, I am more than just chocolate. You need to know that. Are you? Are you? <laughs> I'm more you, than you just thinking, chocolate. You would think in all these years of our relationship you would show me another flavor besides chocolate. What I know, else I'm more than there? just chocolate. I, okay. I refuse to be reduced to just being chocolate. <laughs> See, now some people would say that being just chocolate is a beautiful thing. It's just all about perspective, my friend. It's all about perspective. How are you? I'm doing great tonight. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Thank you so much for always being here so that we can do this show together. And I need to say thank you so much. Um, For those of you who don't know, I recently had a birthday, and my friend Hank was just so gracious to send me a very nice birthday message, and I appreciate that greatly. So thank you for always being there for me. Not a problem, not a problem. Did you have a good birthday? Tell me about it real quick. I know we got a lot to talk about, but. It, I, I had a great birthday. You know, my I, I hate to say this because then it, it kind of peeps into my age a little bit, but I had my first child at um, two. So my oldest son is working as a writer's assistant. He was a writer's assistant on the show Almost Human, which unfortunately due to contract problems didn't get picked up again. So now he's writing on a show called The Royals, which will air next year. And the Royals um, shoot in London. So he's been in London since the beginning of June. And since my birthday was the end of July, and he's coming back July 27th. Y'all remember that for next year. And I do take the latest birthday present, so you can contact me now. But anyway, my oldest son, Matt, is in London. He'll be there till the beginning of September. So happy birthday to me. I went to see my baby and um, spent my birthday over in London. So it was great. Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. 
like the yeah. old folks say, like the old folks say, everybody ain't able. <laughs> okay, and I recognize that I am truly blessed. I do not take any of that stuff for granted. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to be with both of my boys, but um, you know, I, I take the blessings when they come. So it was all good. But as Thank I said, you. we do have a lot to talk about. So um, this is something that you and I have talked about on a personal level, and as I mention it to other people, they want to get in on the conversation as well, and I think it's time for that. So. What I want to talk about tonight is reality TV. Now, I'm not bashing reality TV. I happen to watch I a couple am, of shows I myself. Am. Wait, wait, I will say I have seen a couple of shows myself. But the question for tonight is, do reality TV shows produce negative female role models? And, again, that may seem like a no-brainer, but when I was looking on the Internet trying to get information to talk about this so that we come from a fact base and not just an emotional place. Believe it or not, people are all over the board. There are some people that really uh, value and defend reality TV shows. So we're going to talk about whether or not reality TV shows produce negative female role models. And if you have an opinion that you would like to express, please give us a call. You could call us at area code 347-637-637. Two three one nine again three four seven six three seven two three one nine. So you spoke up mighty fast. You uh, are of the opinion that they they do produce negative female role models. I, I think they do, and one of my um, one of my real problems with it is because I don't think it's real. I think when yeah. you have reality TV, should if it's reality TV, it should roll without a producer. It is who they are when they are. Nobody should be there. Um, Encouraging the stars to be more ratchet, yeah. Uh, using the t- today's terminology, and so well, I really and that's have basically a, what it is. I mean, it's no longer mm-hmm. reality TV; it's ratchet TV. I mean, just about mm-hmm. every reality TV show that comes on, particularly the ones we're going to talk about tonight, have moved from being reality TV to ratchet TV. But go ahead, you were saying that when when you got a producer edging you on, it's not real, right? When when they're edging you on, if you know, it'd be different if if it was just the way the, the stars are. But when you got I mean, I know some of them, you know, and, and I'm not going mm-hmm. to call the shows or anything like that. But, right. um, you know, when when you got someone saying, no, that's, we need you to be a little bit more ratchet, we need you to do, um, mm-hmm. a, you know, get in somebody else's face, you know, that's not the character of the person at all, and you're egging them on to do that, I, I have a problem with that. And, yeah. you know, and I, my real problem with that is that when the audience don't know that and they can't separate that. And so yeah. you have you have young ladies walking around thinking that's the way it is, and that's and particularly uh, you know the ones that are cut here in Atlanta, they think every woman is like the the, the shows the reality shows that's cut here in Atlanta, and that's not true. It doesn't it doesn't even depict half the women in Atlanta. Well, well that's so right. I have a major too. problem with that. Speaking speaking as a woman who has spent twenty years of her life living in Atlanta, yes, I would I would say that as well. And and to add to your point, many times what happens is it's not only the producers there edging them on to be more ratchet, but when they go through to actually do the editing, they will often cut out, I'm told by some mm-hmm. of the folks who do the shows. They will mm-hmm. cut out the pieces that look too too normal, that aren't controversial enough, and so they definitely go for 
elevating the emotions, capturing that, and making that a part of the show. So, yeah, definitely it's not real, but they have millions and millions of viewers. And the way some people look at it is there's some who are saying, you know, women everywhere are just standing up to say we want more. We want to be in control Mm -hmm. of our lives, and it's about time. And so some of that they use the justification of things like, you know, uh, say in the job market, women are less likely to be hired, and when they're hired they get paid on average, about 70, 75 cents on the dollar to what a man makes to do the exact same job. Women are charged more for lots of things like cars, dry cleaning, and I don't even mean because our clothes are more intricately made or maybe more delicate. I mean a woman can take the exact same shirt to the dry cleaner that a man takes to the dry cleaner, and it's been documented that she'll be charged a higher price at the same cleaners for the same shirt. And so many women are saying things like, They're just all fed up with the situation, and it's them to have a voice. But the real question then for me becomes, you know, have we gone too far? You know, has has your voice become so loud that people are now looking down on you or ignoring you because what you say is actually speaking louder than anything that's coming out of your mouth? Yeah, I I mean – and you're absolutely correct. I think um, I think when you look at all of that, Doc, but I also look at the way relationships are being destroyed by this, you know, by these, uh, by what it looks like. And and if so and so did it, it's, it's it must if they're doing it, you know, we can do it. And you know, yeah. I was I never forget when my sister was uh, extremely sick in Jacksonville, Florida. And uh, I was driving back to Florida every weekend just to take care of my sister. And I remember mm-hmm. some of my family members back in the day asking me a question about one of the popular, and I'm not going to call the name again, one of the real popular reality shows. And they said, oh, the women really like that in Atlanta? And I said, no, they're not like that. You yeah. know, and, and it just really, to me, it, it's a sore subject. I, I'll give you another example. Career day over at Towers High School. This is going to break your heart, but over at a school that one of my um, my foundation uh, is a partner with. And uh-huh. we had career day. And you know how you go around the room and ask the young ladies and young men what do they want to be? Mm-hmm. And one young lady a couple years ago said, I want to be a basketball wife. Wow. You with wow. me? Wow. She, I mean, I'm, That's I'm, this sad. Is real that talk. is really sad because, real because basically she's defining herself based on someone else. So she's not even saying something that she aspires to be or any characteristic of herself or giving herself any credit for her talent, skills, and abilities other than being able to basically lay on her back and receive. I mean, that's all she's talking about. I want to be able to get the ball player by being a basketball wife. So when I you want start to be a basketball wife. Yeah, when you start defining yourself based on somebody else, that's really sad. Or defining yourself based on material things, and that's part of the criticism. You know, people say that all that the reality TV shows do is promote having money and having material things in order to achieve happiness. And when you think about it, that's a lot of what the show is about, whether it's even if you were to to turn down the volume and just look, Everything is, is lavish with respect to the cars, the clothes, the amount of money that some of them will spend on toddler birthday parties, the amount of money that they spend on gifts, all of those things. It's just all about the money and the material things. And then when you go back and turn the volume up again and you hear the stuff that's coming out of their mouths, it's just incredible. I was doing some, you know, uh, well, you know that in addition to doing the 
relationship work. I also work in the field of diversity and inclusion, which really is nothing more than relationship work, just relationship of a different level. But there's some research that indicates that black women are ranked by the national census statistics as the most educated group by race and gender. But if you turn on one of those television shows, you would not have a clue Mm -hmm. that that Mm -hmm. is the case because, I mean, it's transcending race and economic level and everything else because some of the, like the, the Housewives franchise, oh, my goodness, they have every major city locked up where they're talking about women, and it does not matter the race of the women, they all act the same. It I totally agree sad. with you. Yeah, I totally agree with you, and I think and I think we got to look at that. I, I think uh, it was Maya Angelou said um, Maya. Uh, I can't remember if it was Maya, Doctor Maya Angelou, or someone said uh, 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 the class of a of a nation or the class of a people is only defined by its womanhood. Yes. You know, yes. I can't remember who and, it was. And that's but, such a profound statement. I I was thinking it was Maya Angelou as well, but I might be wrong. Many profound statements when I don't know who it comes from, I kind of give it to her because she's so pro- or was so profound. Hmm. But you're right, women really define the level of not only a society, but it begins with a relationship. Women, mm-hmm. for the most part, whether we realize it and walk in it or not, we have the power to control the relationship the family, the community, the society. So when things are, you know, in a sad state or declining, I'm not going to say it's a woman's fault, but I will say that women have the power to kind of turn that situation around. And so this is a perfect example with these shows. Now, again, I'm not saying that um, there aren't men behaving badly on reality TV shows. I'm not saying that. But, you know, basically my mission, my ministry is all around women and elevating women. So I have a tendency to place my focus there with, with whatever it is that I'm, I'm talking about. And I really wonder with these shows, is there a goal in mind? You know, when someone approaches you as an educated, beautiful, professional woman, I mean, think about it. Not Not all of them are are basketball wives. I mean, you also have the ones married to medicine. Some of them are doctors. Mm-hmm. You've got some professional, intelligent women on some of these shows. And so when things like that happen and they come to you and approach you to be on a show like this, what are you thinking? What do you really think the goal is? How do you think you're going to be perceived? What image are you projecting? Who's going to look up to you as a role model? I mean, those are the kinds of things that run through my head because reality TV shows have been on long enough that you can't be foolish enough that they're going to portray you in a positive way because that's not what sells. So I really Uh would love to get into the minds of some of them and just find out what is your goal. You know, when, when you said yes and signed that contract, other than the dollars, what was something that motivated you to want to do this? Because, again, as women, we need to give back to young women. And when young women are searching for an identity, this really is not what we want them to be. And and much to your point, when you talked about um, the girl at the school who mentioned wanting to be a basketball wife, um, someone told me about a, a young black girl whose career aspiration was to be uh, one of the, the dancers in the videos. And so, I mean, wow, mm-hmm. you know, when, mm-hmm. when when you can't see any higher than than shaking your butt on a video, it's like, wow. 
And that, and that wasn't what we saw years ago, what we saw out of women years ago. And that's not what all the sacrifice and the bloodshed and tears, I mean, like civil rights, for even for human rights and equal rights, that's not what it was for. Uh, it was for, you know, Dr. Linda Owens to be, Dr. Linda Owens Wiley to be called Dr. Linda Owens Wiley, you know, that's because right. she, has, she has a mind, she has a brain, she can be a doctor, she can be anything she wants to. And so we have diminished it. And, and I think we really need to look in the mirror long and hard on this one because I think we, we're failing our girls. And I don't even know where we stop the, the bleeding right now. I really don't know where we stop the bleeding because I think right I now it is so doggone serious. You know, and, and you see, we're not even joking on this. By this time, you and I have cracked about three or four jokes. Um, but we're not even jo- kidding on this one because I think our community, I think we're on life support. Yeah. And when you start talking about our young ladies, and what they're aspiring to be, you know, it's it really, and you're right, you cannot relinquish the young men. I'm sure that's another show, and we'll do that show, um, you know, one day too. But right mm-hmm. now, since we're talking about our young ladies, I think we really have to look long and hard at this thing. I mean, it is, let me, let me, let me give you another example. Um, the, the women don't understand how powerful they are. Uh, I remember uh, when I was growing up, um, and I became a, a, a young man, and I was starting to fall in love, you know, and I remember mm-hmm. this young lady who I liked. I was probably around 19 years old. And um, I liked her, and she liked me, right? Beautiful young lady, uh, beautiful. And, uh, and she told me one day, I like you in that blue shirt. Now, you know, I'm that dude. You know, I'm that man who, mm-hmm. is, you know, I like women. So I yeah. liked her, and she told me she liked me in the blue shirt. So everything in my closet was blue. Came blue. I went for mm-hmm. everything because she mm-hmm. had that type of effect on me. She had that type of, uh, you know, and, and, you know, I believe this more than women ever will ever believe this, but women can make and break a man every single time. The things that we That's do, if women, if women tell men, I don't want to date a guy who's sagging, if, 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 if women told, if y'all got together and said, we, I'm not dating any men who are sagging, young ladies, all that, watch and see how quick these boys pull their pants up. I know. And, you know, one of the points that, that I'm picking up on from your conversation is the fact that, yeah, we're focused on the women tonight, but we're not just killing the women in society, we're killing the men because we're shaping them too. We're teaching them what they should like, what they should look for, what they should go after, and that's sad. So if we're raising a generation of men who think that the appeal should be to find somebody whose greatest aspiration is, you know, big boobs, big butt, and and shaking it all up on TV, if that's what they're going for, then what are we teaching them as well? And we're teaching them how to disrespect the women because on all of these shows you see some element of it. Now, that doesn't mean that all the men do it. That's not what I'm saying. But there are a number of shows out there where week after week after week women are loyally standing by their cheating boyfriends, constantly talking about weight issues. Uh, Some of them are are just too fearful to stand up for themselves, and the ones that do stand up for themselves go so far to the left that it's ridiculous. So when you think about it, we're not only destroying uh, our women, but we're also destroying our men, and we're teaching them how to disrespect to a song that I think says a lot of what the women are trying to say. They're just going about it the wrong way. So, um you might recall the song that uh, Kelly Price did, It's My Time, and I think let's just cut over and listen to some of what Kelly Price has to say. Hey. One, two, one, two. Ah, ah, here we go. It's my time to rise. It's my time to shine. 
I'm Dr. Linda Wiley, and I'm with my co-host, Hank Stewart. We are hosting Relationship Remedies for Us. And tonight what we happen to be talking about is do reality TV shows produce negative female role models? We're sure you have some commentary on that. So please feel free to give us a call at 347-637-2319. You know, listening to Kelly sing that song, when she, she makes comments about, you know, things being fiction and not fact. And I can't help but remember what you said at the top of the show, Hank, in terms of the producers on these shows are pushing these women to act in these ratchet ways, not factually, but in terms of fiction, just so that they can get some some ratings. And so when she talks about things like time to speak up and my time to shine, yeah, we just need to make sure that we're channeling it in the right way. And women who are tired of being portrayed that way, women who are tired of feeling the effects of, um, 
that that type of entertainment. It's time for for all of us and the and the brothers who support us to step up and say, you know what, we really need to stop supporting that type of television because all of the strides um, that we've made, as you said, like in the civil rights movement, this kind of stuff is taking us further back, and they've got us so snowed and so fooled that for the most part we don't even see it. Talking about reality TV and whether or not these shows are producing negative role models, I'm wondering why people watch. You know, that's one of the questions that I have is why, why do people continue to watch? I realize it's entertaining, and like I said, I've been guilty of it myself. You know, there are some that I've watched, and every once in a while I might catch an episode of something here or there. I'm certainly not hooked on them, don't recommend them, and I do see the downsides. I try to avoid them whenever possible. I, you know, I, I'm, it, it's crazy because I've had friends of mine, because I refuse to watch it, you know, yeah. I refuse to watch it. I've had friends who may tell me that uh, it's their guilty pleasure, you know, uh, I, I'm okay, crazy as it sounds, and, but I'm okay with um, scandal, you know, and things like that mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not portrayed as reality TV. Now, let me, tell you, let me just say this. Let me jump in here. I got a problem the way, you know, Kerry Washington is being portrayed with the sleep another, you know, the president. Okay. And, and okay. it's always, you know, she's always, she, she's, she's pretty easy on the show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, she done yeah. had a couple. Of, she done had a, in, within three weeks. I think she was with three different men. You know, the the, the yeah. one time the senator, the president, and then the the uh, the other guy. You know, so I got a little yeah. problem with that. You know, considering that it's on top of the reality TV as well too. You with me? Now I probably yeah. wouldn't have a problem if we didn't have so much negative stereotyping going on with women. You, you with me? If that was just that show. Right. Um, but but I'm I'm a little okay with scandal. Because scandal is not portrayed as it's not portrayed as reality TV. It's not you know? portrayed as reality TV, and because you have different characters acting in different ways, and so you see some of the good, some of the bad. There's that mixture. It's not everything being bad, ratchet behavior, and like you said, it's not being portrayed as reality TV. So yeah, I agree with you that the way they have Kerry Washington's character, not ideal. But I mean, let's face it. There are some Kerry Washington characters there. So, um, hmm. but go ahead. So, what, what else besides that? You were talking about scandal. What else? Well, I mean, that, that's probably the only one. You know, I'm a, I'm an HGTV, ESPN, MSNBC guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe the cricket yeah. channel. You know, I, I mean, you can give me those four channels. I got everything covered. Let me see ESPN. Yeah. Let me let me get my cooking channel. Let me look at my reality TV. I mean, my. Um, uh, HGTV so I can work in my yard and get in my MSNBC because I'm going to get unadulterated, clear, you know, uh, news. But, you yeah. know, so I don't look at them anymore. And I, and I stopped looking at them simply because of why we're talking about this. I'm tired of seeing, and I think in our community, Doc, we don't have the luxury of trying to explain the program. we got yeah. so many other things going on in our community right now that, you know, we're just piling BS on BS right now. You know, and yeah. and our kids just don't stand a snowball chance in hell right now. You they know? really don't. They really don't. And that's that's part of the problem. And, of course, TV distorts the way that we perceive ourselves. And so mm-hmm. because of the distortion and, and the fact that it does, you know, whether people care to admit it or not, it permeates our lives. It gets into our lives, our habits, our language, 
everything. It just creeps inside, and before you know it, you'll see yourself or you'll see other people acting and behaving like characters that they've seen on TV. So I understand there are a couple of people who are listening that have some questions for us. So um, we'll go ahead and ask our producer, Aurelia, to go ahead and, and pass one of them through. Good evening. Hey, how are you? Good evening. I'm doing fantastic. I want to, first of all, thank you all for uh, what I think is a very timely discussion this evening, certainly with the popularity of these types of shows that we have, and as you all have already pointed out, the image that it burns into the minds of our black women. So one of the questions that it caused me to think about was, um, you know, responsibility, and and I wanted to hear from the two of you, uh, where do you think, if you think we should, place responsibility for the impact of these shows on our people. And I mean that from the standpoint of the individual investor into these major corporations, the executives and producers who put these shows together, all the way down to the women who participate in those shows. So do you think that there is a responsibility, a social responsibility uh, that should be thrust upon, or and maybe not thrust, but certainly expected, of these folks when you consider the ramifications of these shows. So, me, 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 can I answer, can I answer, can I answer? Let me jump on that. Yeah, First of yeah, all, thank you, <laughs> thank you for, for your call on this one. And, and I think it's all of our responsibility. I don't think there's anybody who can escape the responsibility of this. I think the viewers, which is all of us, have a responsibility because if we didn't watch it, it they will pull it. I remember back when Oprah first came on the air, and black folk, was, we were so happy when Oprah came on. She was up against Phil Donahue, Sally Jesse Raffaello, Arado, and we watched that show like crazy. And she, her ratings increased because had black folk not watched it, the white people weren't watching it because they were watching Arado and Sally Jesse Raffaello and all of them, Phil Donahue. And then she, her ratings started to increase, and she went on uh, Doc, if you remember, to, on the afternoon side, and she was up against Mike Douglas, and she beat him out. You know, mm-hmm. We were watching her. We supported her. Uh, but if you go back and look at her girlfriend, Gail, and Rolanda and all them, they had shows that came out shortly, and we didn't watch those shows, and they were pulled. You with me? They didn't get a chance to even stand a snowball chance in hell of being picked up. So my point is, if the viewers stop watching it, if we say we're sick and tired of being sick and tired of this stuff, it's kinda go, it kind of goes back to uh, there's a lady you need to look up, if y'all are not familiar with her. Um, uh, um, her oh, Lord, her, her name just slips me. Um, she, was, uh, she used to wear... Uh, purple all the time. Uh, C. Dolores Tucker. C. Dolores Tucker went to a um, a stockholders meeting for for Sony one day and told him, "I'm sick and tired of all the negative images that y'all are putting in front of our people." And uh, the CEO, it was at a stockholders meeting, and the CEO and the, the, the chairman of the board said, "Excuse me, ma'am, who are you and who invited you to this meeting?" And C. Dolores Tucker said, "Truth and dignity invited me to this meeting." Mm. You know, if we if we don't get to the point where we start looking at this crap then it's all of our fault because the producers are only giving us more of what we accepted. Exactly. Um, I agree with you 100%. Now, I do, I agree with everybody from the show originator to the producer to the actors and actresses. I think all the way down everybody has some responsibility, but I put a lot of that responsibility, as you said, on the viewers because, to your point, if we would stop watching, that the shows would go off the air. And the sponsors. If you would, mm-hmm. if we would take a stand and say, you know what, if that company is sponsoring this particular show, I'm going to boycott the sponsor. And if we mm-hmm. tell the sponsor why, I mean, if you just do like a brownout one day of whatever that product happens to be and let it be known, you know, everything can go viral. You can you can do mm-hmm. something on YouTube to go viral and say on such and such a date because 
we're protesting this particular show that, that you sponsor, we're not going to buy your product, you will get to them. And so I know, like, a lot of people think that that's passe, that's old school, but the, back in the day with the civil rights movement, those things like the boycotts, the, the marches, the sit-ins, the, those things work. They're effective, and it's a very nonviolent way to get your message across. If we really believe that some of these things need to come off the air, we just need to, to act in that manner. If we really believe that we need for our young women to get a different message, then we need to, um, as parents, not allow them to watch and to listen to those types of things, and we need to get those things pulled off the air. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think everybody shares in the responsibility, and so much in society when we see our young people acting in ways that we find deplorable, we want to point the finger every place but back to the home. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. is it that you're allowing your children to, to, to pull into to. their space? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. if you're allowing mm-hmm. them to, to have the freedom to watch and listen to whatever it is that they choose, and we already know that the negativity in large part comes from the TV shows, the music, those kinds of things, you don't have all these other people to blame because you can control what goes on in your household. So this well, question, I, think, I appreciate that. I, I, I think that I think all of that and I think the other part of it is the civil rights movement, you're right, all this boycott and things of that nature, it works. And we I think we underestimated, you know, how powerful it was and how powerful we have more forms of communication today than we did in two thousand when Mm-hmm. There was a major boycott against Coca-Cola and the $162 million lawsuit was settled. You know, right. we didn't have Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and, and the Vine and all this other stuff that we have right now. So you're right. Messages can get – you can get a message out across the world in five minutes, basically. That's right. You know, and if you – and you're right. If, I, if a lot of these corporations knew – uh, that they would be, uh, that their their bottom line would be affected, and they would do something differently. But I just think it's all of our responsibility. I think it's it's parents. You know, one of the problems that we have right now, Doc, and this is going to step on some people's toes. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the problems we have right now is that we're so, we, you know, sorry as parents, we rear our children by sitting them in front of TV. That's you right. Know, we sit them in front of TV. And then when our child does something ratchet at school or in, in the community or whatever, they get on punishment. You know, we tell them they can't watch TV, they can't go outside and for two weeks. And then all of a sudden, after two days, the parent comes back. Usually it's the mama because the daddy sometimes is not there. The mama comes back and says, did you learn your lesson? Okay, you can watch TV again. Well, the reason why the mama changes, changed the, 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 the uh, discipline from two weeks to two days is because when when I put you on punishment, I'm on punishment. I'm too. on punishment. Which, That's exactly means, right. I gotta sit home and watch what you do. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. And so we we're failing our kids tremendously. I mean, our kids are, deserve so much better. They deserve so much better right now, and they don't even know it because we we we've we've, uh, we've poisoned them with them with so much of this stuff now that they don't even know that they deserve better. That's right. That's exactly right. You know, you may remember um, several shows back. We had a guest on by the name of Doug Minter, and Doug came on and he was talking to us about his book and his initiative to help women, um, young girls in particular, with some of this very issue. And so Doug is on the line. Doug, how you doing? Hey, greetings, my dear sister. Little Yes. So good to hear your voice. What's yeah, going hey, on? You I, got I look, let me tell you what I'm going to cut you off, Linda. I'm going to cut you off because uh-huh. i got to some. I got to give some depth to the to the gentleman that called in and, and your uh, co-host there. You guys are killing it. Mm-hmm. Great yeah. stuff. And if well, that brother you. rattled off one more history fact, 
I'm going to fall over dead because the brother is knowledgeable. I love it. I love the education and the reminders of everything that Oprah went through. That See, we underestimate mm-hmm. that. We, we really don't get there. But one of the things that uh, now I have to give a disclaimer, I stole this from uh, uh, one of our spiritual mentors. He said it's three things that's really an issue. It's a, you, and you guys spelled it all out. You explained the entire problem. It's clarity, clearance, and completion. All of our problems fall in one of those buckets, right? Yeah. If, if these young, he, he just pointed it out. You know, these these young ladies don't have vision, so they don't have an esteem of themselves. They have them. They're going wherever. That's exactly right. Where and without a vision, blows. we already know. Without a vision, people perish. That's exactly what's happened to our folks: perishing because we don't have vision. And then it's a clearance issue. And clearance is, is the systems that are in place to make you successful, to to educate you. You talked about education, and you talked about single-parent homes, and you talked about TV and PlayStation and Xbox and Twitter, Pinterest, and whatever else is occupying their brains. They can't live without the Internet. So that's a that's an incorrect system that has mm-hmm. to be correct. And, and without the systems, and without the vision, you can't complete anything. That's right. So all of our well, problems politically, it's a clear, it's a clarity, clearance, completion problem. Mm. And 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 you know the brother said something I think was interesting. He said, "I don't want to step on your toes." Yes, you do. <laughs> brother, we need you to step on toes. That's what time yeah. it is. But we can't just step on toes, and that's it. We also mm. have to move some toes. Some toes mm-hmm. need to be moved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. and then exactly we have to right. love we, we those people. We gotta move that line in the them. sand. Right now, right now, the toes are up against the line in the sand, and where the line is is what's the problem. So we need to move the toes. If we move the line and let the toes catch up to the new line, we'll start creating a whole new standard that people need to live by. That's part of the problem, and that's why I am so excited that. Okay, so 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 far tonight we've got three brothers who have spoken up on this issue, and I think when the men start speaking up about it that's when something really is going to change because in this society, men have a stronger voice than women. I mean, it just is what it is. And when the women realize all of this stuff that you're going through is not impressing good brothers, maybe then they will stop and turn and go in a different direction. Well, you know, start, I'm, I'm going I'm to drop one other quote. I'm a quote fanatic. Y'all know that. You know that about me, Doc. I love quotes. And the real problem is what Stokely Carmichael said. He said, it is the responsibility of the conscious to make the unconscious conscious of the unconscious behavior. <clears throat> Let me say that again. It is, the responsibility that again. Of the con- it is the responsibility of the conscious to make the unconscious conscious of the unconscious behavior. Let me break it down for those who didn't get it. It is the responsibility of those who get it to help those who don't get it get it because those who don't get it don't even realize they don't get it. Mm. So that's where we are right now. There's so many people who don't get it, and that's why this show – this show is so important, Doc, because we've got to help people get it. They don't get it. They don't understand that little girls and young ladies are emulating what they see on TV, and yep. we've got to change that. They, you know, we, we're not putting enough of the positive role models in front of our sisters, you know, so they, you know, I mean, let's be, you know, and don't get mad at your child because we flush this down their throats, you know what I mean, and, and that's all they know now. You know, exactly. don't get mad because, they, because the, the prom dress, Looks like the stripper dress. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
I mean, that's what you But, that's you, what but you, you know all, what, brother? You, you are absolutely correct. But there's the, the other perspective is there's a tactical piece that I don't think is being communicated well enough. And I think that's the responsibility of brothers like us. Oh, no doubt. Oh, no you know, doubt. and I'm no talking doubt. about just at the inter, just at the interpersonal in the office and walking around in public and just talking to folks. You know, I when I see a sister with natural hair, and it's nothing against weeds, but why are you wearing another culture's hair? What what does that say? Does it say anything negative? Does it say something positive? I don't know. That's that's not for me to judge. All I know is within myself, a sister with natural hair that's tied to death. That's the original. Yeah. That's there, there's nothing more beautiful than that. And I don't care if you just got a straight-up fro and it's kinky on one side. I love it. That's mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. and I don't know at what point did we decide that it's not okay for you to be you because I never liked that. So who liked it? Right. Who said that was – who or who authorized that that's okay? And, you know, you make a good point because you're, you're talking about the hair, but it, it – covers so many other things, and and we are a lost people, and so everybody is trying on somebody else's identity to make it fit, and, you know, taking my identity doesn't make it your identity, it just makes it stolen, and we need to stop doing that. Stop stealing somebody else's identity and just do you. So whether it's the hair, whether it's the clothes, whether it's the personality, whether it's the material possessions, whatever it happens to be, Stop stealing other people's stuff. And, you know, you guys are starting to get into a place where I want to take this before we, we do run out of time. I want, since we've got, and hopefully our, our other caller is still available, I want to let people hear from strong black men what you look for in women. So let's let's blow up these myths of, you know, all the things that women are doing. Now let me first read to you this list that, that I found that I think is pretty decent on the Internet, and you can either agree, disagree, add, delete, whatever you see fit. But I'm just going to give you ten. All right. There's, there's ten traits that, according to this author, men are looking for in women. So here we go. We've got confidence, intelligence, not materialistic, Spontaneous, laid back, playful, sensual, honest, independent, and supportive. I'm going to read them again. Confidence, intelligence, not materialistic, spontaneous, laid back, playful, sensual, honest, independent, supportive. What do you all have to say about that list? Absolutely. One word. All right. What you say? Now, hey. I don't know where the spiritual was. Did I, did I miss well, the yeah, spiritual? Yeah, I will say that. That wasn't on this list. That's a good point. So, all right, so yeah. you would add spiritual to the list. Oh, that's no, number that's, uno. That's, that's number uno, Doc. Yeah. <laughs> Help me out, bros. That's number well, uno. Well, I mean, that, that's, that's why I was going to say not absolutely because I didn't hear the spiritual aspect of that. That's the okay. one thing that I didn't hear, and I thought that would have been the first one on the list. Yeah. You know, um, but outside but of isn't that, it, yeah, isn't course. it very telling? I mean, isn't it very telling? And as I said, I, I read someone else's list. Isn't it very telling that that is lacking? And when you look to the topic that we're talking about tonight, it's lacking. I mean, now, I can't look into the heart and mind of anyone to say where they are in terms of their spirituality or their relationship with Christ. But what you can say when you see certain behaviors and you hear certain words emanate from someone's mouth, you can say that at that point in time, you're not acting very Christ-like. At that point in time, you are not making it manifest 
that you do have an intimate relationship with Christ. At that point in time, people cannot see your light shining. So if you are a Christian, then you need to just be in touch with the fact that you're not being very Christ-like at this particular point in time. So like I said, I can't say what your relationship is, but I can say what your behavior is telling me and everybody else that's looking or listening. Teach. Okay. <laughs> what else? I guess. So, okay, so let's, so let's talk about, because some of these things, okay, some of these things are pretty obvious, like the intelligence piece. Okay, everybody wants to hook up with somebody, whether male, female, you want somebody that's got a brain in their head. Um, I want to hear, because I'm a firm believer that many of the ratchet behaviors come from a lack of confidence. It comes from a low self-esteem. And many times the women who cry the loudest about, you know, I love myself, I've got good self-esteem, I whatever, those are the ones who seem really, when you, when you well, feel back the layers from a psychological perspective, they sense. don't have it. I replace it with common sense, Doc. Excuse me. Okay. I did not mean to interrupt. I just say common sense can be replaced with that. With can be replaced with what? Common sense. Oh, intelligence. Okay. Intelligence. Yeah, because yeah, common sense can go a long way. Yeah, and and they are not the same thing. There are a lot of people who have, you know, mad book knowledge, very intelligent, very bright, but they do some dumb stuff. Let's just face it. So yeah, common sense and intelligence are two different things. But I want to know what is it about, from a man's perspective, what is it about confidence in a woman? That pushes your buttons and gets you going. What what is it that makes you attracted well, to a confident and, woman? And now, now let me let me let me back up because there's a, there's a level of that that is not attractive to me. Okay. There, there's a level of that when it when it gets to the point that it feels as if I'm competing with you in a relationship, mm-hmm. that's not attractive to me. And confidence uh, from either end, you know, to the point from the male's perspective, where I'm not listening to you because mm-hmm. I'm I'm confident. You know, I, I mean, that's a real thin line for me. Well, see, that, you know, to me, that's when it starts to cross over to become some, some arrogance, you know. Right, so, right, exactly right, yeah. exactly yeah. right, exactly right. That's my point. So that's a real thin line to me because I want somebody who I'm considering their thoughts and they're considering mine, and so I ain't got to jock you. I'm not trying to, right. you know, I'm not trying to pull ground on you. I'm not trying to, you know, get ahead of you. We, we're in this thing together. So right. I ain't got to show, you know, I, all I got to, I'm confident in protecting you and providing for you, but not, again, not with you. You know, I'm not competing against you. I ain't got to. I ain't got to be confident. I need to have that outside the house. When she comes yeah. home, she should have to feel like she's competing with her husband and against yeah. her husband. She had to do that all day long. He That's comes right. home. He don't. He don't want to feel like he's got to compete with his wife. He's had to do that all day long on his white post job. You with right. me? So, so I want. So when I come home, we want that soft, that sensuous, that laughing, that playfulness. And I know you can't do that all the time, but we want to at least aspire to be that. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 think, you I think it's being taught how to have confidence but still adore the other person. Mm. The adoration, you know, I, it, when I first started going to the church and I would hear people talk about adoration and praise, and, and, and that word always intrigued me. And I think men want to be adored too. We we got, we got we going to adore you. You guys have national holidays that, hey, you're going to adore her whether you like it or not. And you're going to adorn her. And I yes. think it is good. It feels good. I don't know about you, bros, but it feels good to adorn the woman you love with yeah. whatever it is that, that pleases her. And anything you adorn her with should please her if it comes from your heart. And, and I think men, woman, women need to be adorned 
and men need to be adored. And it's an even, it's an even swap. It, it should be effortless. And I agree, and I think the with that, it, there needs yeah. to be that spirit of gratitude because if someone is adoring or adorning, whichever way it's flowing, when that happens, even if it's not meeting uh, an expectation you had or it's different than you would like or whatever, just the fact that someone is taking the time to show you that, there needs to be some gratitude and some appreciation. We need to do away with a lot of expectations and just take things on face value for what they're what they're meant to be. So let me give you another one. So one of the ones on the list that you guys agree with as well that I can get some women in trouble is independence. Talk to me a little bit about that one. Um, how, how does that uh, excite you, and, and what about a woman can make her overly independent and make it a turnoff? Well, when again, we start praying I, together, that's too much confidence. That's too independent. When we stop praying together, that's a wrap. Okay. Go ahead, Mike. You were about to say something, too. Yeah, for me, I think, um, Doc, I'm a little bit more, um, I got to look a different take on that one because I think when I start looking at an independent woman, I have to almost figure out why, how does she get to that level. I think, you know, I have that whole, you go back to where, you know, men, we were not um, very faithful back in the day. You know, men, were, you know, women were second-class citizens, and they, uh, they couldn't learn couldn't earn or couldn't earn a fair wage, you know, and things of that nature. Mama had to wait on daddy to bring the check home, and sometimes he took his check home, and and he took care of the other side of town too. You with me? Mm-hmm. And Mama woke up and said, you know what, my baby ain't going to go through that like I did. So she yeah. taught her baby to go to school and get as much education and be as independent as she possibly can because she ain't going to have to do what I She ain't going to have to go through what I had to go through with your daddy. Your daddy cool now because he's in his mm-hmm. 60s and 70s and about one foot in the grave. But your dad was a mess back in his 30s and 40s. Yeah. You understand I agree. I think, so, I think so whole... we do a disservice in that respect. When, when we try to raise women to be too independent, have your own, be your own, you don't need a man, that kind of stuff, it really sends the wrong message. And it's not biblical. Yeah, you do need a man because you were created to be a help meet. And you, in order to be a help meet, there needs to be somebody that you need to help. And the person you need to help is that male, that husband, and so you need him in order for you to be fully who you were created to be. And I think when these women send out this vibe of have it all, do it all, be it all, you know, you guys know men Men need to be providers. They need to feel like they're needed. And so when, when we portray this image of I can take care of myself, I don't need you, basically what you're telling him is, okay, leave me and go step someplace else, find somebody that does need you because I don't need you. And I think that independence thing can go a little bit too far, and it goes back to some you said earlier, Hank, about have all that when you're out there. I mean, Lord knows when I'm out in the corporate world all day doing what I do, I need to be strong and independent. But when I come home, that's what I need to learn. And it's not an easy thing at all times, but when you hit that door, somewhere you need to make that transition from being that strong, independent woman to now coming home and being his soft woman as opposed to, to what you had to be out in the street all day. We need it, and we need for a man to to be there to allow us to, to soften. When you've got a good man in your life and you know he's got your back, your front, your side, your top, your bottom, everything, you can just come home and be vulnerable and let all of that down because now this is your safe place and you know I don't have to have that shell up anymore because this is not, you know, this is not a place where that's required. So I do think we have gone 
way left, you know, in, in terms of preparing women to be independent. And many times when I'm speaking with women, whether it's, you know, the seminars and workshops and things, helping them to understand that, that that independence is not necessarily a good thing. When you put all in his face, who you are, what you have, what you possess, what you don't need, wrong message to send. Yeah, and how, okay. how do you how do we teach how do we teach women how to make that transition? Where what are the where are the thought leaders in that space, and and are they getting to folks and and really doing the education piece? Because I think there's a lot of clutter out there, a lot of noise, and Definitely. I would love to know the because you know we're the book that that I wrote is for millennials and. You know, through your encouragement, Doc, we're we're trying to talk to to black women because this is an epidemic almost. It's it's really yeah. interesting. And so, how do you get to those people? That that's where and and, and where the, somebody they'll trust, where there's trust. Right. And and there is and it is an educational process. And for me, you know, it's like before you can have a better relationship with someone else, you first need to know. You need to improve your relationship with Christ. You need to know who you are and see yourself as he sees you. That just takes you right back to the basics. There, there's no better way to understand yourself than to see who it is that created you. What does he say? You know, it's like if, if I make some machinery, some equipment, some something, who better than me to tell you what its purpose is, what it was intended to do, how it operates, what it needs. You go back to the source, to the creator, and it's the same thing with people. So first of all, women need to, I mean, everybody, but again, we're, we're focused on women tonight, so women need to go back to understanding who does God say that I am? How did he make me? What is my purpose? How does he see me? And that's the foundation for it all. Once you have a better relationship with Christ, then you have a good relationship with yourself because you can't have a good relationship with yourself until you first understand who you are, why you were created, all that other stuff that I just mentioned. Once you get that second piece down, now you're ready. You know, when when I do stuff around, I've got a a workshop and and a CD that deals with, the seven factors of a healthy relationship. Factor number one is wholeness because people taught words have power. And when you talk about finding someone to complete you, really what you're saying is that I'm not complete in and of myself. And if you're not, then you're not ready to take on the challenges of a relationship because, you know, two halves don't make a whole. Two halves come together and make a hot mess. You need two whole people to come together in order to have a whole healthy relationship. So what we need to do is educate women, girls, you know, everybody on this on the understanding of who they are in Christ, getting a better relationship with themselves. Now you're ready and you can step out and have a good relationship with somebody else. But many times what people do is in order to uh to feel good about themselves they skip all the way to number three first and say, well, I'm going to go out and get a good relationship, and that will help me know myself and feel better about myself. No, that's ass backwards. That's not the way to do it. So two last ones real quick before we run out of time. Um, any thoughts around sensuality, because that is very different from sex, and let's face it, our girls have just gotten to the point where it's all about sex. I mean, it has become all about sex. There's no more mystery. There's no more sensuality. Instead of revealing just a little bit and letting him wonder what's underneath the rest of the rap, we just put it all out there, bam, here it is, come and get it. So I want to hear some comments on sensuality, and I want to know it's very important for men to feel supported, but I think today's modern woman many times does not know 
what to do to support her man. So somebody give me something on sensuality and then somebody give me something on support. And before we leave this conversation tonight, I have got to hear an original piece by Hank Stewart. So give me sensuality, support, and then we're going to let Hank lead us home. Uh, sensuality mm-hmm. is is to it, 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 if, if most men, a lot of men, if you read the five love language, a lot of them physical touch is is a big one for for a lot of men. I know mm-hmm. that that's my primary love language, and that does not mean sex; that's affection. And I yeah. think you got to get in touch with their love languages and where they are sensually, and and hopefully there's chemistry there. If there's chemistry there, you'll get through though. You'll get through that. It, it, it's about that. I, I really appreciate being in your presence physically. Mm-hmm. You know, I like it when you touch and rub my neck. You know, I like it when you when you lay your arm on me. That that's cool. You know, yeah. whatever the the affection is between two people. All right, that's good. Who's got something for me on uh, support? How do how do you show a man that that you got his back, that that you are supportive of him and what he's doing? I, I think there's a lot of ways that you can you can see that support, and I think what you see it in is um is the behavior. You know, is that person? You know, if I don't want to come home, uh, and you know I'm out hustling to have to compete again, you know, with that. And I think, you know, I think just sometimes a simple question is how was your day? Did you get that account? You know, did um, how did that presentation go? You know, letting people know, letting that, that particular woman know that she heard you when you told her, when you were stressed out about that versus, you know, um, did you bring the trash can in? Yeah, I know I need to bring the trash can in. I really do know that. I know I need to bring you into the trash can in. But it would be good to hear you say, how did that presentation go? Did, uh, I, know that, I know you killed it today. I mean, it's amazing what a woman can do just by saying things like, I know you killed that thing today. If, they, if, they didn't, if you didn't get that job, it's wrong on them because you bad. I know you bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, you man. I hear you talking, brother. That's good. I like that. That's good. So in the event that you um, missed the topic, let me just share with you as we get ready to wrap up that we have been spending our time this evening answering the question, do reality TV shows produce negative female role models? And I think this group who's been talking tonight, we have come to the, the conclusion that, yes, they definitely do, but there are some things that we as a people need to take responsibility for in order to get our our society back. And so um, I'm going to leave you with these words and then turn it over to Hank. I want you to remember that women are meant to be appreciated as wholesome, wonderful, and beautiful beings. Women today can use their platforms to inspire change in the world and be a positive influence on the younger generation. But why don't we see more of this positive change? That's something for you to ponder. What can you do to help? So before Hank takes us home, let me just remind you that it is my desire to strengthen families by prescribing remedies for your relationship challenges. If you missed this uh, part of the show or you want someone else to hear what we talked about, remember you can always find us at blogtalkradio.com slash the Coco Express. Let me say that again, blogtalkradio.com slash 
the hyphen Coco hyphen Express. You can hear recordings of all of our shows to your life. And please, before you hang up, listen to the phenomenal Hank Stewart. You know, Dr. Dorothy Heights once said, black women seldom do what they want to, but they always do what they have to. Dr. Janetta Cole once said, you can educate a man, you educate an individual, you educate a woman, you educate a nation. Dr. Yusuf Ben-Jakana said the best about you, ladies. He said she's dipped in chocolate, she's bronzed in elegance, enameled in grace, toasted in beauty. My Lord, she must be a black woman. Franklin Delano Roosevelt had to be talking about a sister when he said a woman is like a tea bag. You never know how strong she is until you put in hot water. And I read one of the most interesting quotes that says to be, more, to be born female is a matter of birth. To be a woman is a matter of age, but to be lady is a matter of choice. And, you know, it's interesting. And I, I, one of my favorite quotes is, um, it is the responsibility of a man to respect the lady. But it's the responsibility of the lady to give us something to respect. And then another one of my favorite quotes, it says, um, <laughs> strong women wear their stilettos like they wear their pain. No matter how hard. No matter how much they hurt, you still only see the beauty in them. I said all of those quotes because all of those quotes possess it, the woman who has it. And so this poem is for all the ladies who's listening that has it. When she walked into the room, there was something very special about her, something really unique. Not the kind of special you see as strange or weird or that she's some sort of freak. You see, she had what we would call it, and her it is extraordinary. Her it's got us tripping. I must admit, what is it? Well, I'm glad you asked. But let me suggest something, fellas. If you ever see it and it's available, do yourself a favor and make her your wife. You see, it is confidence. It's an air. It is pride. It knows how to handle adversity. It takes things in stride. Now, I'm talking about it. It cannot be inherited, nor is it willed, and it's not genetic. Just because your mother had it doesn't mean that it will grace you. I promise you, I've seen some ladies who thought they had it and thought they didn't have a clue now. I'm still talking about it. It knows when to speak, and it knows when not to say a word. It is like Godiva chocolate. You see, it is preferred. It knows which fork to use, it frequents plays. It doesn't raise hell. Instead, it chooses to pray. You see, when she smiles, you see it. When she laughs, you hear it. When she tells you something, you believe it. When she hurts, you feel it. When she dances, you want to move with it. You see, a man wants to love it. He wants to hold it. He wants to cherish it. He wants to protect it. He want to hit, I'm sorry, where every real man knows his life is incomplete without it. You see, for it, she is the prototype. It's like she doesn't walk, she glides, and around it is his light. Now, you can't find it in a special section of the store. You can't order it offline, and trust me, there'll be no articles about it from the press. But one thing for sure, fellas, it sure knows how to wear a sundress. It can be defined by height, age, shape, color, size, or any of those things. It could be single, divorce. It might be wearing a ring. You see, it is all or none. 
you can't have just a little bit of it. It is classy, sophisticated, and elegant. You can tell by the way it stands or the way it sits now. How many ladies out there believe they have it? Raise your hands. Hmm. Well, put your hands down because it cannot be claimed. It is humble. It doesn't even know it has it. It is just that plain. Now, there's no class or seminar you could take for it, and you can't study it in the manual. It is not a membership-based club. You can't pledge for it, and there's no fees to be renewed annually. It is a lot of things, but it gives more than it takes. Well, all that it is, one thing, you can't fake it. And let me just tell you, fellas, you can never make an ain't an it. Good night. Thanks for tuning in and come back for more Relationship Remedies with Dr. Linda and Hank. Because it's all about you, it's all about me, it's all about us.